to my Crime Liberty Show with me, Swithin Dobson, and him, Tim Patton. Today we discuss, are children overrated and are children innocent? Tim. Uh, one of the things which many conservatives, and for that matter, uh, progressives and uh, left liberals bring up to libertarians as a, as a problem is children. Um, they view they view uh, they view ch- they view children as a sort of a weak spot for libertarians. Um, and I actually think libertarians, and I'm going to sort of get to this, actually have a strong argument. This was brought up by David Friedman. David Friedman was in a discussion. Who's a you know, he homeschooled the children. He said um, that he views children as young adults rather than as like uh, puppies or dogs, which seems to be the view that a lot of uh, people de facto take. Um, so, so I will go back to the point about they view them as a problem for libertarians. Um, this is sort of the central point here. I would say almost all political groups, except libertarians, um, uh, in my opinion, fetishize and romanticize uh, childhood. Um, and, and this includes Christianity. Again, I'm not an expert on other world religions, but again, that's the society we live in, and the sort of the dominant hegemons are Christian. So, oh, Christianity says much children, people must go in as children too. Um, and this brings up the baptism point. Um, you, know, you know, should children be baptized? You know, do babies that recently died in car accidents before they got baptized are they going to hell? Um, you know, this goes back to you know, this will be like part three of this episode. But but before we do that, I want to get to the other points. And, and interestingly, like the Twilight Zone, I was recently watching some of the old Twilight Zone episodes, and they had the night the rot the, the uh, the show from the 60s it was a great show, um, and they they called the Cradle of Evil or Cradle of Darkness. Um, and the the plot is basically a guy goes back in time and he's gonna murder Hitler as an infant, and they he couldn't do it. Um, you know, so 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 there's an interesting predestination point in there. But nonetheless, you know, this goes back to the this goes back to the innocence point, which which I think is related to the fetishization by most political groups of children. They view children as you know, I'm going to use the term blank slate or tabula rasa there, but I think I think they, in a way, they sort of view children as that, or like dogs. You know, when a dog, uh, you know, bites at you, growls at you, you don't usually view it as a moral act. And my view is that children, and this is this is this is where I I would say by technical analysis, children are are as innocent as adults, or or just entirely different category, which gets to my first question, which I'll be asking you. But but, but before I go, uh, before I get there, I'm going to make a few other points. Uh, I bet say I if I say by the standards of morality and legal ease, you do have some people get tried as adults, which becomes a problem in the legal system. But it goes both ways. You know, some people complain that children get uh, infantilized, but then they turn around when they commit a crime. People complain that they're, oh, this guy's going to get life in prison for something he did when he was 13, or get the death penalty for something he did when he was 13. Um, so by by those standards, children probably commit less crime than the older you get, probably. Uh, now, there is the problem of adolescence. There's a great uh, Albert Mohler lecture on this called The Invention of Teenagers and Adolescence. You know, if you start with a continuum, you have, you know, sperm and egg, and then you have you know, fetus, then you have fetus outside the womb connected to the umbilical cord, toddlers, uh, then you sort of slowly start, you know, you can know how to use your hands, you know how to use your cross the street, then you eventually you know how to read, talk. And at some point along, you get hit puberty, 
But at some point along, you get these phenomena called young adults or teenagers, adolescents, slightly different words. Those people are sort of a gray area where society is unclear. Um, those people have more attributes of adults. But somewhere along before then is a, at, is a category, if there is a category, that's a continuum, classic continuum problem. Uh, Walter Black loves discussing these, is children. And this goes back to the fetishization point. I, I would say most political groups fetishize them. My, my personal viewing of children is to view them as young adults. Uh, I do have some a fair a significant amount of interaction with them. I don't want docs with a capital D my backstory or anything like that. I'm in the family. I have some interaction too. Um, but my, my general view is that, that most people overrate and fetishize children. Now, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is a good thing. I mean, I mean in this way, I'm glad people don't over children. But for example, I, 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 when, when children are at a restaurant crying or screaming, I'm sort of annoyed at that. Now, there's a way in which I Kantianize it. Well, if we're going to have future people, we need to have children, but maybe don't bring them to the restaurant or don't bring them to some lecture. Now, there's plenty of environments where, you know, don't bring children there. You know, that's that's a very old school sort of curmudgeon attitude. Uh, that children in that regard are a nuisance. And children do all sorts of things that would be viewed as nuisance. Now, you could call them young adults, but, you know, children will say they hate you. Children will grab at their glasses. Um, children will throw things at you. Children, you know, children in that regard are like, are somewhat like animals in that way. Um, uh, they don't, uh, they don't behave very well. So, which goes back to the fetishization point. Um, I, 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 all I take is sort of more sober view. My general view is that they're just young adults. So this goes back to my, this goes to my first question I have for use with it. Um, what is your general view on children? Are they, are they just sort of weak? Are they sort of adults that haven't gotten there? Or there's some category difference? My, my I'm gonna use a political science example. You know, my example would be like, oh, we have Libya and we have Britain. Libya is an undeveloped state with low cap state capacity. Britain is a highly developed state with a high state capacity. Now, this is a bad thing in some ways. You know, you, Libya doesn't really have a registry of all its citizens. I imagine the UK could or does. So having state capacity gives you ability to do certain things that could be considered immoral or some, ver some blah, 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 blah. There's lots of ways to drive moral. Uh, but having a low state capacity, which I would argue children don't have. Like children just don't know how to use guns. Children don't know how to carry out their plans, don't know how to tie their shoes. So that, that that really cuts down on their ability to actually carry out action, which goes back to the fetishization point. So what what's your that was my first question, Swift. And what, what what's your take on what is a child and um you know what separates them from adults? Well for first off, I would say well, clearly children are human. Um and I, I would I would take this uh argument to the is it the zygote is the uh is the earliest in utero uh, version of a human. So in that sense, I would say, well, there is no categorical distinction between uh, the zygote and the adult uh, because they are both sort of rational animals. Uh, whilst it is the case, though, that in the, it, with children, um, many of their capacities are currently frustrated uh, and they are not actualized uh, because they're immature. Um, so, in that sense, they are they are small adults. On the other hand, though, what is sort of appropriate for a child, uh, the environment, 
etc uh, is uh, somewhat different and the way you approach them uh is um is different to the ones you you approach adults and I, and I think this is largely due to cognitive capacity because I think you tend to teach the the uh, treat the retarded adult similar to children which I think um gives uh credence to that that position um so they are are different and they are and they do need uh treating differently i mean your, your examples of like they say they hate you and they hit you and stuff i think to a large extent that's just because children don't internalize very well they actually say what they think because i think adults do that as well they just don't say it although it tends to be the case in children at least in my experience they don't really hold any grudges and maybe when they get older minor or under my eldest is eight uh so that's probably that'll probably change when they get older um but they're they're just easily provoked um more than anything else with the violence aspect children are incredibly violent um i think uh, jordan peterson said like the most uh, like violent age of uh any human is like two because they bite they kick but everyone laughs at them because they're tiny and can't do any harm largely um so yeah they are massively sort of violent but again it's to be expected why you know as i said before largely cognitive capacity now the question then arises you know when do you have sufficient cognitive power when do you know enough about what you are doing to um be held reasonably accountable for what you're doing that's really the question and that comes down to sort of the um sort of sort of the, the legal code uh, and, and i do think you are right in society in general it's like oh no they're children um you know oh we, we can't try them but on the other hand oh no we can't keep the, the the horrors of the world away from children we must educate them in it we can't sort of mollycoddle them and keep them away from things and so it's highly schizophrenic uh i mean it's interesting there was a as a murder case in the early 1990s in england uh the murder of a toddler called james bulger uh, who was basically tortured to death by two 10-year-olds. Now, they had had not the greatest upbringing, although this um, created an interesting outcry because it was children killing children. Uh, and from I was very young at the time, so I don't remember the coverage particularly. But um, there was the view that, I think a lot of them, I, I think there was a certain sentiment wanted the Bulger killers executed. Uh, and I don't think that was a tiny amount. I may, I may be wrong on my history there, but there was a very sort of virulent outcry about that. And because it's quite interesting because it, it's a child on child uh, thing. Um, when it comes to cognitive capacity, um, I think in general, I think adolescence is probably the start of when you sort of develop higher sort of reasoning capacities. I mean, this interesting goes to the... Um, uh, the uh, classical education system in the uh, trivium in which um, they have sort of grammar at the bottom that children can learn at, uh, at like that, the parrot stage of small children. And then only when they get a little bit older, they end up in logic. And then uh, the third phase is rhetoric. Um, so there is that. So, so, you know, it's around 10. If I remember correctly, I think the legal age of um responsibility in england is 10 although they are tried in sort of juvenile courts 
um, but they are effectively considered criminal responsible from the age of 10. Um, I mean, it, it as to what age should be is kind of difficult. I mean, I think you go, well, a normal 18 year old. Yeah, they know what they're doing. A normal six-year-old, yeah, they know what they're doing. Fifteen, probably. It, it, I don't know. You, you'd have to look at the various uh, factors to see, you know, to what extent did they have sort of sufficiently developed reasoning ability to hold them responsible for particular actions. That said, I mean, you can clearly hold small children responsible for their actions, um, although the sanctions on them for doing things wrong like not having pudding or whatever is relatively small it's not as if you're just going to well i suppose you know if you if you lock them in their room for a few weeks i suppose maybe an equivalent um but so um i i would say i i i'm relatively favorable towards children um if if children are sort of screaming and crying in a situation i tend doesn't bother me um mainly because I've probably been in that situation before uh, with mine. Although I, I would say, you know, we wouldn't, well, we wouldn't take them to like a nice restaurant at this age because there's no point. You know, they would just cause a scene and be hard work. So I suppose um, I am somewhat judicious in that respect, but go to McDonald's or other sort of fast food places and mess around fine. Um, you know, it, that's kind of the uh, environment they operate in. Um but on society as a whole and their sort of view of children, uh, I think society's view is sentimentalized. And But I think l- the best thing to describe it is schizophrenic. There is the view that childhood is this golden age uh, of freedom. And I think this largely appeals to some adults because basically they want to go back to being children um, because they don't have any of the responsibilities of an adult. Which is interesting when you look at children and their uh, interests. Children never want to be children in stories. They always want to be adults because that means they have agency. You can do things. It's only adults who want to be children in that respect. Um, So you could argue there's somewhat an infantilization of adults to a large extent there. But another reason I think why you have um, sort of a romanticization um, and sort of um, sentimentalization of children is birth rates are so low. Um, birth rates are in England like 1.7. Uh, if you take the white British, it's like 1.3. Um, so any child you do have has to be imbued with all the the parental import that traditionally you would have had, you know, three or more because, you know, contraception didn't work particularly well. Um, and so all the value is put into this one child. Whereas you have multiple children, then well, it's spread. And also what it means is you, ironically, um, you give the child more freedom uh, in, in that situation because you can't keep tabs on them in the same way. Um, one argument I remember listening to something a while ago claiming that one of the reasons why you have such a massive safety culture today is um, the birth rates are so low and so we can keep tabs on all these children where if you had like three four five of them like it's simply not possible and so they are freer as children to do as they see fit um so on the one hand you you, you have this um sentimental so oh, with marginal utility um if you have loads of children as it were the marginal value of any one child is lower because you've got more of them um whereas if you have only one child and everything is just thrown on that single child 
so I think diminishing margin utility explains it to some extent. But then again, the, the odd thing is you have one child, but then you have the fetishization of, uh, of women working for large corporations uh, because they can do it in the workplace. And so actually children and well, I suppose this is interesting. You kind of get the child as a as a sentimentalized uh, object. But then sort of like the traditional accompaniments to well, raising children are sort of outsourced or given to some other organization and sort of taken away from their parents, which is kind of strange, uh, but is effectively what is is the case these days. So, um, yes, you have a sentimentalization of children, given lots of value. But at the same time, we don't really like children because we don't want very many of them because we can't involve we can't engage in our careers as much as we'd like. Oh, and they're too expensive. Uh, so, you know, we'd rather have a higher standard of living uh, to parents working in corporations of uh, large money a year with relatively whole day and will farm out the childcare to somebody else. But then we'll, you know, we'll kind of sentimentalize our child. That seems to be, uh, I think, an accurate portrayal of um society's current view of children so those would be sort of my, my overall uh, thoughts uh on the original question on the innocence question which you somewhat answered um and the lacking of knowledge and ability the point about violence to me is is quite apparent they are they are violent they're just not capable of actually doing anything with their uh violent acts which is very different than what uh adults have the adults who are you know disciplined in some regard, um, by society or whatever, uh, have the ability in theory to do some amount of violence, but are just restrained themselves through self-control of some variety. So the point about them being, but but the, the sort of child sentimentalizers would just say, well, they don't really mean it, or they don't, or they they didn't they don't know what that word means. Uh, you know, when 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 children says I hate you to you, I think they, they actually do. Your point is saying that adults do it, too. I think actually they do hate their mother when they take the toy away. Um, and if you actually ask them, um, there's probably if you actually gave you know, here's a toy and here's a button to kill your mother, which would they choose? I, I think if you ran this game enough times, um, I'm quite certain a lot of mothers would get killed uh, <laughs> if you played that sort of weird hypothetical game. Um, I don't think that would be true if you did it with um, adults. Uh, you know, here maybe it would be true. Uh, I, I I wouldn't do that. Um, um, I wouldn't do that with many many of my family members, even the ones I might not like. Um, so I wouldn't play that kind of game. But I think young children would do that game. So, so that comes to the question of knowledge, <clears throat> uh, and they just sort of lack they just lack the knowledge. So they are potential adults. But they're not there yet. And your point about the you were in that situation too, and but you're more judicious. That's true. This comes up. Michael Malice was making this point that you know why 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 do why are people bringing children to restaurants that are like somewhat not fancy with a cat, but like like some place that just, children shouldn't be there. Like and and that sort of goes to the point where uh, adults children do, and this goes back to the overrated point. There are certain things that cannot be done easily with children you can imagine a better society that's more i don't know although interestingly the hyper child friendly societies actually tend to have even lower birth rates that's one of the sort of like the insights of some of these nordic countries is they have all these sort of 
uh, you know, subsidized daycares and things like that. And actually, they even have lower birth rates. Um, um, so this is so the sort of standard line. Well, we can't have children because women can't work. Well, women need something to do when they're some to raise them. Well, they actually have even lower birth rates, probably. Um, and that's actually one of the kickbacks of a lot of the pronatal policies. Uh, I'm not talking about like the baby bounties. I'm just talking more about those kind of policies. Um, so I just take a sort of sober view. I think there's certain actions that you know if you if if you want if you want children if, you have to make a choice. Um, you have to make a choice in that regard. Uh, I don't think I don't think any highly successful person. And this was, I was watching about Elon Musk, for example. He has like eight children, but he I think he said he spends hardly any time with them, for example. Um, so I think any highly successful like entrepreneur or any other per general or any great person is going to be a pretty terrible uh, uh, father in that regard or mother for that matter. Uh, I think the CEO of Lockheed Martin um, is a woman. I doubt I doubt she spends too much time with her children. Um, interestingly, Margaret Thatcher's children were both grown when she became uh, a politician in that regard, um, which that's a lot different than when they're like 30. Um, um, but I don't, you know, I don't see, you know, I don't see any of these sort of great intellectuals or leaders in the past or any figure like that. So there is a trade-off of having children and actually raising them with a capital R of any sort of hands-on approach, which goes back to my point, are they overrated? Now, again, I sort of continuized it. I, you can do this on a micro example with a restaurant, uh, although I just don't think you should bring them there if, they, if they're not quote-unquote restaurant trained, uh, which is one of the strange side effects of of COVID lockdowns is people just forgot how to do those kind of things. But the other point now I'm going to get into is um, the political groups in particular. One thing I noticed like after school shootings is we had these sort of public cry sessions, um, which I felt was, which I felt were kind of strange because no, no one actually had any children in grade school. Many of them had no problem aborting. The, if, if they were aborted fetuses 10 years ago, they wouldn't have cared at all. Um, 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 again, we've had an episode in abortion, but it's worth bringing that up. Um, um, and actually, many climate change activists want to implement like one child policies anyway, um, based on like future polluting carbon uh, planets. So so what what why do I'm going to take two groups. Why do the paleocons and um, the uh, sort of progressives, do they fetishize children and what are they, you know, what what is their reasoning behind it? So, what would be your take on that? And are they are are the romanticizers are they as good as they say it is? Because I brought in some trade offs of children and what you can't do with them. What did you take, Swithin? I think the paleocons do to some extent, although I would argue, although I I have significant more sympathy with them, um, in that um, they see birth rates going down. And sort of, a, and thereby sort of, well, a reasonable statement, a, a, a diminishing of the value of children to society as a whole, and also um, the role of women and mothers in particular. Um, so I think that isn't particularly surprising uh, that they focus on children as much as they do. Um, although I do think in some of the um, Christian um, paleocons, I think there's probably some implicit view that sort of 
adolescence and sex is bad and so children are pure i i, I think that might be um s- might be there somewhere uh i'm not exactly sure where but i have encountered people with sort of views similar to that in the past um so i i, I think the paleocons one is, is is basically a reactionary position to uh low birth rates and um the significant change of the role of women and mothers in society uh, and so they're sort of wanting to go to a more sort of traditional uh model to some extent uh, although the paleocons would tend to say traditional model is 1950 w- 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 with which there are large problems but we'll leave that for us to the side the progressives um the pro- it's interesting with the progressives um as I say, I, I think the progressives um, in a way. I just want to do that one second. I want to interrupt yeah. you. I just want to clarify. I think they, in some way, I'm going to use the quote, objectify them in a sort of platonic sense. Um, they like, like they do things on behalf of children, like the whole kids in cages meme. Um, you know, if you know, so we do things for the children, um, we do, you know, there are, you know, we, we need to save the planet for the children. It seems to be. They do put them on a pedestal. I think that's quite clear and apparent. A lot of policies are aimed, in theory, at children, although they might just be for their own self-power in a Machiavellian interpretation, of course. But there are sort of formal justifications oftentimes of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 exactly what you mean. I suppose one is uh, Machiavellianism, although I think the progressives, I think it might be um, the similar problem the socialist has, which is, oh, I love mankind. But I hate my neighbor. I love children, but I hate all the children that I meet. Uh, I, I think there is is that sort of element to it. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised amongst the progressives that uh, if a lot of these women are childless who are progressives, they're sort of importing sort of like their imp- their sort of motherly instinct onto an abstract concept of children rather than any particular children because they don't have any. Um, I, I, I think that could explain. Uh, quite a lot of it. I mean, that, as an aside, explains a lot of SJW behavior, which is classic female behavior, uh, to a large extent of, of um, shaming and ostracism uh, and you know, getting people to gang up on others. Uh, it, it It's classic sort of uh, negative female behavior. Um, but instead of sort of protecting their family or their children or whatever, it's an abstract entity. It's a minority who's been bullied. Why? Because they're sort of projecting their um, their instincts onto some abstraction rather than a concrete particular. I think that explains it to at least some extent. Uh, and so I suppose, you know, I suppose with this theory, you'll be more less likely to do that the more children of your own you had. Um, although whether that explains the, explains the men to some extent is is, is unclear. Um, but I, I think in general, the progressives is the idea of the abstraction of children. And as I said before, I think to sort of the fact that they want to be children. Uh, so, for example, I mean, the the progress or just like the, the UBI supporting leftists, what they really want is just a state to pick up the tab and so they can do what they want. Like, literally, that's it. It's what Rothbard would have called the modal libertarian. Um, you know, we want we want the daddy state to pick up the tab so we can basically do what we want. And so we are free. And, and, and I think and to some extent they view childhood as a situation in which they did that. So I, I think that would be my initial thoughts on the 
differences between the paleocons and the, the progressives here. Interesting, your point about the grass is always greener on your side of the street, which was your earlier point about kids want to be adults and adults want to be kids. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't, I myself don't really have any interest in returning to childhood. I, not that I hated my childhood. I, I just sort of have a neutral view. The amount of, the, now again, the sort of critic would say that I'm just sort of privileged. I'm just sort of part of the, you know, or something like that. That's what the, or I live a charmed life or something like that. That was what the critic would say. Um, but the, the, the amount, like, and, and the naturalist, like the Ivan van Illich type people, sort of the de-schooling type people would say, well, that's just because public schools are a particularly bad organization. Um, and I'm generally against them. Although I, although I don't, I think, I think, I think we get homeschooling in that, at times private schooling and homeschooling, if you have enough children, ends up being some getting onto the road of just being public school anyway. And it, it's based on the curriculum too. You can run a homeschool like a public school in a way or somewhat. Um, so, so I, I mean, I, I prefer work. I've worked for a Fortune 500 mega corporation for a year and a half or so, two years. And I, 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 I prefer, I felt I had more freedom there um, than I did in any American public school. And for that matter, it was about, including university too. I felt I had more freedom. For one thing, I had money to spend. Um, for one thing, I had money to spend. I mean, I, I you know, I could go and, you know, like, so, so in that regard, Childhood with a capital C, you just don't have you don't have capacity to do things that you want to do. Again, now you are limited by society, limited by nature, you're limited by all sorts of limits. This goes back to this point. Others call them privileged. Um, I think to some extent we can expand this if we expand capitalism and property rights. Um, there might be other limits. We don't need to name them, um, cultural or other things. But I I, I do think I do think um, that right. In that regard, I'm glad I take the sort of family is important. Um, but children in particular, they come with they come with problems that they are they are time consuming. Even if, even if you take your argument that you have more of them, it actually makes it less, which I think is entirely true. It's sort of a, a, a paradox almost. Um, um, but this goes to my third point, which sort of ties it together, which is related to Christianity, um, you know. And this is the baptism point, um, and this is somewhat related to knowledge too, uh, because you know, like this, what 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 separates an adult from a child? Well, this is sort of, this is sort of what the viewpoint of baptism is. It's like a lot of Christians do infant baptism uh, as like a, just a marker, um, and then some of them do adult baptism. You know, you get in, you have to make a commitment, and that commitment is more based on knowledge. You you know what you're committing to. The infant doesn't really know. It looks like a bath that you know just throwing water on his head. It's almost silly, uh, or dumping him in, or whatever the different methods. Um, so in that regard, you know, baptism as a marker is an interesting thing. And again, as we live in a Christian or a post-Christian society of some kind, um, you know, the, you know, the somebody was making joke that the COVID vaccine is kind of a baptism for certain people. Um, so what is your take on knowledge with respect to baptism, and what what is the view of of Christianity regarding um, children. I brought up the example about a child that died in an accident, car accident, uh, you know, who isn't baptized and is like two days old. You know, is that child going to hell? If of course hell exists, is that child an atheist? Like what, what's, what, what is the Christian view on this type of things? And you know, what's the significance here? Well, as you may expect, there's a variety of views, um, on this. Um, so, 
the it depends on the approach you take to say like original sin and whether that implies original guilt um two broad camps in the protestant uh, tradition sort of like the baptist and sort of the presbyterian one uh, the baptist view tends to take the idea that infants are basically uh, innocent before god all of them until they reach some sort of age of accountability for which they can be held responsible by god for their actions now as to what age that is is in is undecided um I mean, do you take 14? Do you take 10? Uh, there's various things you can take from, say, like the the Old Testament to say that. I mean, one certainly, certainly by the age of 20. Uh, the reason I say that is because that's when you could fight in the military uh, in for the for Israel, according to um, it Leviticus. Uh, it's numbers, um, I think. Um, so um, th- there's that. So when it comes to the um, but with the sort of Presbyterian, the Presbyterians will treat um, God as not just saving individuals who are united with Christ, but rather you save things like families and nations. And they have much more of a stronger sort of corporate ontology. And so the, the idea would be that if the family or the, the parents or the father more in particular is Christian, well, then in virtue of his faith, the, the children are considered Christian. Until the point at which they sort of declare that they aren't effectively, which, again, would go some form of age of accountability. Uh, but then they would treat um, the um, the infants of unbelievers as basically guilty. Uh, now, obviously, not all of them would hold this view. I mean, you could see where there would be sort of um, symmetries between certain positions. But um, I don't think any of those things I've said necessarily implies on sort of the um on the social ontology aspect or anything like that that you hold whether they're guilty or they're they're innocent i mean so with sort of baptism in general the presbyterians and the anglicans um or the episcopalians as you break them over over there um you know the baptism there is just showing that you know they're part of a believing family and therefore considered a member of the church um but that wouldn't necessarily be cons- uh, yeah so they would have that as a sign and they should be considered christian until and then but then it but on top of this it was have things like confirmation which is normally about 12 13 similar to sort of the bar mitzvah ages in uh, judaism uh, in which you know they make an, an affirmation for themselves that you no know, they believe what their parents said that they that believe what their parents believe essentially um so the, you always have that dual aspect at least to my knowledge in all cases whereas uh the the baptist is basically well no baptism is just for the individual and the individual has to decide uh so it's very much more of a focus on sort of a decision and individual willing although that's certainly true when it comes to uh confirmation but um there's an element that, that sort of the, the, the parents can have more of an impact on deciding uh, than they can in sort of like a, a Baptist position. Although, interestingly, the Baptists will tend to do dedications instead, which to a large extent function like baptisms anyway. Uh, they, they they would have, say, things like, oh, the, the parents will declare that they will bring them up as uh, and teach them and bring them to church and stuff like that. Which isn't too dissimilar to the uh, to, to baptism in the Presbyterian 
position. Although, though there would be differences when you get into things like, you know, what does baptism even, what does it mean? So you get things like um, baptismal regeneration amongst sort of like the Roman Catholics, I think the Orthodox as well. Uh, if you go to some of the heavy sacramental ones where where sort of these actions aren't just sort of signs, as it were, or symbols, they have some sort of real um, efficacy. So there'll be so, but but that's more of a well, no, some Ang- so some Anglicans would hold that position. So I say it, it's a somewhat of of of, of a broad church, and it, yeah, it, it covers a multitude of different areas. So there is no uh, one view, and I think, but I think I've outlined uh, the positions fairly. <clears throat> the the point about this is. It, the point about this is not only in regarding innocence toward that. There's two, two levels. I'd say, again, we live in Christian culture, so that's, that's just sort of historically Christian culture, at least. Um, so there's that level. But there's also sort of the, as I stated earlier, the sort of legal, uh, you know, have they committed any crimes or have they committed any moral wrongdoings if, of course, morals or crimes exist? And, you know, as you brought up your example about two-year-olds being extremely violent, they are extremely they, – they are – but they don't have a high stake. They're violent with no capacity. In that regard, they're like if Libya tried to invade, I don't know, if Libya tried to invade China, that would that wouldn't go very well. Um, um, but if it went the other way around, it would probably go quite well, for better or for worse. Um, so, so my point regarding those is that that knowledge and ability to, you know, formulate actions. You know, this is the the Misesian human action, humans act. Um, and I think children pose problems for all groups. Not just libertarians. Uh, I think liber- I think there are some upsides to treating children as more or less de facto adults, and I think there's certain ways in which, um, you know, Christianity has certain loopholes. Like these, a lot of these sort of theodicy type things ha- pose problems for children who die young of natural causes. It doesn't. It doesn't really like you know if if it's about building character. Well, they didn't have you know that that six month year old didn't you know did it build build character. Um, and as, as children get older, they, they sort of exist in a gray zone. Um, they sort of exist in a gray zone where they're both there and not there. Uh, they're both they're both adults and children. Um, um, so you know you have these sort of coming of age ceremonies, graduations, dedications, baptisms, but it's 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 unclear. So my general view is society sentimentalizes them. Um, I think somewhat out of like a sort of Girardian jealousy almost. Um, they, uh, you know, the socialists might do this. Uh, they sort of want to go become children in that regard. Um, but my, I, I think that's, I think that goes interesting. That, that has a sort of Christian overtone, because your point about, you know, the paleocons liking children because they're asexual or before puberty, um, so they're not really, they don't really, they don't really know about this. They don't, they don't really think about this. Um, that sort of mirrors the sort of the general pre-fall position, depending on your view of it. You know, like, uh, you know, the Yaron Brooksians will always say that, you know, the Garden of Eden was the worst possible place to live. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> you, you don't know anything. Um, uh, I was saying that recently. Uh, so those are my final comments. Um, do you have anything further to add on my comments here? And uh, you want to start wrapping it up, Swithin? Um Oh, 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 I would say yes. It it, it does deter, uh, depend on what you your view of the Garden Eden is. I I think the the best view, in a sense, I mean the way the well, it depends what sort of Adam and Eve are supposed to know 
Um, because they clearly know something, they're clearly held responsible. So they are sort of obviously, you know, take, if you take a literal interpretation, sorry, they're clearly adults. Um, now, obviously, what the significance of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is is um, uh, is, is debatable. Although I, th- I think the best interpretation is really you, you have a, like a, a unique situation in which you basically have immature adults. Well, actually, I suppose that isn't much of a, a stretch these days, I suppose. Uh, I, I think so, so in a sense, they are like children, but obviously they are fully sort of physiologically developed. Well, at least that's the implication. Um, so but but yes, the, the, the Brooksian uh, view of the fall is is one held by many sort of uh, uh, non-Christians. I, I've certainly come across that. That's certainly true. Um, so but no, my, my, my final thoughts on children will just be reiterate. I, I think society has a, a very schizophrenic attitude to them um and, and, I, and i think uh, in in the, the collective cryings uh, uh are are weird i i think it's probably as a result of a lack of like individual attachments to actual concrete people and places so they're kind of like projected onto other things i mean you have this bizarre situation beginning in england when princess diana dies in 1997 you have this mass grief for somebody that they didn't know i mean they can kind of be like oh i liked her she died but I can't like see why this would drive anybody to kind of go on the streets and put flowers out and things. It was just and cry. I mean, maybe as a mark of respect as a public figure, yeah, I could see that as a royal, maybe. Uh, but 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 not as like oh, you're deeply personally upset. I mean, it does smack of sort of immaturity. I think one of the the main issues with children is I think you have adults who are who are to a large extent children. And I think this sort of um, alters the view um, of children, in, of children proper, as it were, in society. Um, I just now would like to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends and family. And please subscribe to us on Podbean on YouTube. The more subscribers we get, the higher we get in search rankings and the more people can uh, access this material. And if you'd like to contact the show for any reason, please contact us at mindcryinglibertyshow at gmail.com. That's mindcryinglibertyshow at gmail.com. Thank you.